It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, five stars only. Please don't be a hater. You can also follow the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me or DM me, but first make sure to follow me at Julian Council. Boy, was that fun. The Carolina Panthers smack around the 8-1 and Arizona Cardinals on the road in the desert at their house in Cam Newton's return. The Panthers getting the 34-10 win and moving to 5-5 five and five on the season. And everything feels like it's right there in front of them for this team. We spoke about it when Cam came here about the infusion of energy that this team would get and how everything potentially had changed for the Carolina Panthers heading into the rest of the season. Now, we also had the conversation of what they might look like against Arizona with P.J. Walker starting at quarterback and if this would be a game that they would win. I personally did not feel that the Panthers were going to win this game. I was of the knowledge that Kyler Murray was unlikely to play and the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins as they want to get those guys healthy for the stretch run for a team that has a very good chance of winning their own division in the NFC West and potentially could be a Super Bowl contender. That's what the Arizona Cardinals have in front of them. So I thought the Carolina Panthers would probably go on the road, maybe struggle a little bit offensively, and lose. I severely underestimated the kind of energy that this team would play with with Cam Newton back there on the sideline. Just the mere presence of Cam Newton changed everything for this team on Sunday. They came out immediately. You just saw, and you could feel it. It was palpable. The buzz surrounding this team and Cam and the defense and special teams and the offense going out there immediately. Hassan Reddick, the team that did not want him. And at the time when they had the option, they being the Cardinals, so whether they want to pick up his fifth-year option or not, it made sense for them not to go out there and do exercise it. But for him to have 12 and a half sacks last year, to not receive a deal from the Cardinals and come here, and now he has 10 sacks on the season. And we'll get into him here in a short bit about what that might mean for him moving into free agency. But they go out there, get the strip sack. For the Carolina Panthers to put the offense right there in plus territory, which they did last week, twice against the Patriots, and the offense only came up with six points, you saw right then and there, P.J. Walker, maybe fumble the stat with Pat Elfline to start off, but they get things figured out, they get down to the goal line, and here comes Cam Newton. 
ace boogie, number one, running on off to the sideline into, uh, into the game, and you knew exactly what was going to happen. Runs it off to the right. Cardinals can't break him down. Take has breaks a couple tackles. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers, and he lets the entire world know, I'm back. Cam Newton's back. The Carolina Panthers feel back as well. The second time the Carolina Panthers get the ball, another defensive stop right there, gives the ball back in plus territory. The Panthers go down the field, put Cam Newton back down there. You're thinking, here's another run. That's what the Cardinals thought. Nope, psych, here's a pass. Touchdown, Robbie Anderson. First two touches, as a Carolina Panther, Cam Newton has two touchdowns, one rushing, one passing. Immediate, immediate impact for this team. You have to look at it now and just see how that they played. It was the most complete effort of the entire season on offense, on defense, on special teams, it's impossible to sit here and not to think that you're watching an entirely different team. For the past month and a half, they have been able to do absolutely nothing on offense. And whether it was PJ or Cam being there, they looked so different today. Robbie Anderson was catching footballs. Robbie Anderson has had a wildly disappointing season here in Carolina this year. Outside of basically the first game of the year where he had the 57-yard touchdown reception from Sam Donald against his former team, the Jets, we have seen Basically nothing out of Robbie. We have not seen the same player. But today, this is the Robbie Anderson we saw last year. Completely different guy. And DJ Moore was back involved again. The offensive line, who has been a much maligned unit all season long. We're starting their seventh different combination in 10 games today. Didn't give up a single sack. And I don't even know how many pressures they gave up today. Because they played their tails off. Every single person on that unit. Elfline had the bad snap, but other than that, he looked good. Moten did his thing as usual. Trent Scott played well. Michael Jordan at left guard continues to be a road grader there on the left side and looks like he might be the future at left guard, at left tackle. Dennis Daly had the bad holding call, then a false start right after that, but outside of those two plays, he played well. The O-line was good. And that was still a concern that I had for the Panthers. Like, okay, you got some guys on on the IR, and it's very hard for a team, whether they have a good O-line or not. Look at Kansas City last year when they lost their two tackles. They lost a guard earlier in the season. They ran out of depth, and that came back and bit them in the ass the worst possible time in the Super Bowl. That was the problem with the Chiefs. Not that they had a bad offensive line. That they just ran out of guys. And the Panthers don't have a good offensive line, and they're running out of guys. But still, they went out there and played their best game of the season today. Special teams, returns, whether it was returning the ball or in coverage, they were great. Zane Gonzalez continues to not miss kicks. The fact that he has been basically perfect on the season outside of the two blocks that he had earlier in the year, that has fixed that unit. The defense was stellar once again. Multiple takeaways. Turnover on downs, they looked great. Only gave it the late touchdown to James Conner. But other than that, only giving up 10 points in this game and making Colt McCoy look awful after he had a great week the week prior against the San Francisco 49ers. The Carolina Panthers look completely different than what we've seen all season long. And you have to point at the energy with Cam Newton back there. I go back to last year where Matt Rule was talking about the Carolina Panthers having to play in empty stadiums and how they had the scrimmage between the team before the season started, they did it at the stadium to try 
and simulate what it's going to be like being in Bank of America Stadium with no fans. And he talked about how it was so difficult to get that energy, that they had to manufacture their own energy. And I thought when he said that, man, you know what would be really nice to have? Cam Newton. But instead, the Panthers decided that that was not their guy. They were worried about the shoulder. Matt Rule's a new head coach. Want to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. So fine, so be it. But it would have been really nice over the last year and a half that the Carolina Panthers had the kind of energy that Cam Newton brings to a team. And I think about all the teams out there in the NFL that didn't want that guy. A guy who came out here and talked about after the game at the press conference with Robbie Anderson. And we haven't seen that. Robbie Anderson is smiling ear to ear, having Cam Newton right there by his side. And Cam not doing a solo interview, but wanting to be there with his team and letting everyone know that this is not about me. This is about a team that has good players and an opportunity to do something special in the final half of this season. To see that, that's leadership that Cam brings that just the Carolina Panthers needed. He is the soul of the organization, and the Carolina Panthers were missing that over the last year and a half. To not have the person who had been the face of the franchise for the past nine years, the guy who made this organization relevant nationally, people weren't going to tune in to watch the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold or with Teddy Bridgewater. But you bet your ass everyone out there is now tuning in to watch this team with Cam Newton to see what they can do moving forward. The Panthers are 5-5. and Cam Newton's back, and it is a brand new season here in Carolina as this team has their eyes firmly set on a playoff spot. It wasn't all Cam on Sunday. P.J. Walker also was very instrumental in the Carolina Panthers' win. We'll get into his day, also Hassan Reddick's day, the defense's day, and more of what we saw on Sunday as the Panthers moved to 5-5 five five with the 34-10 win against the Arizona Cardinals on the road. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The story of the game is obviously Cam Newton's return. Only had four passing attempts, three for four, eight yards, and a touchdown. Ran the ball three times for 14 yards and a touchdown. His first two touches back here as a Carolina Panther Ended up in touchdowns. One, him rushing the other, a throw to Robbie Anderson in the corner of the end zone. Cam Newton immediately instilling 
the kind of energy that has been lacking during the Matt Rule era and regime here in Carolina. And I'm so, so excited to have him back. And you can tell that everyone there is pumped to have Cam. I love this week when you had Shaq Thompson going to the podium and you talk, talking about how he's focused on the game ahead. Of course, he's focused on the Cardinals. But for these guys to try and hide to the media and to the public how they felt about Cam being back, it just was so funny to me. Then to see how they came out and played today with that kind of energy that has been missing all season long. Like defensively, we've seen the defense go out there and have a lot of strong performances. And I know there's going to be folks out there that look at what the Carolina Panthers did to the Cardinals today. And they'll mention how Nuke Hopkins didn't play and how Kyler Murray didn't play. But the same way I look at week two against the Saints. I get it. The coaching staff wasn't there. You're missing defensive players. Offensively, they're missing their starting center, Eric McCoy, yada, yada, yada. All the excuses that were built in, and not just excuses, they were absolutely reasons why the Saints weren't as competitive as they might have been that day had they not been dealing with being displaced by the hurricane and having to go through a COVID outbreak within their coaching staff. It didn't matter, in my opinion, because that Carolina Panthers defense was going to come out there with that energy and shut them down regardless of who was out there that day. It did not matter. Nothing was stopping that team. Just like today with the Cardinals, nothing was stopping this Carolina Panthers team with Cam Newton back with the defense playing the way that they played all season long and now having confidence in their offense's ability to be able to move the football with a different quarterback there at the helm and special teams and Zane Gonzalez continually to going out, continuing to go out there and to kick the way that he has, and he's been basically perfect all season long outside of kicks that have not been blocked. I've loved what I've seen. So I underestimated the kind of energy we're going to see for this team today. And a lot of it has to start with Cam Newton, but you also got to give a ton of credit to PJ Walker going into the week. We knew that PJ Walker was going to start. And there are certain questions about whether PJ Walker was a good enough starter last year, won the game at home against the Detroit lions where the defense didn't give up a single point. And for the first six quarters of PJ Walker as a starter, I was thinking, Hmm, maybe PJ Walker should be the permanent starter. If the defense is never going to give up a point and it helps his cause. And I'm sure that the defense elevates their play, knowing that they have a backup quarterback. This is our time to shine. We need to go out there and help him out by putting up a zero constantly when we go up against those offenses. But to shut down the Lions last year was one thing. To shut down the Cardinals again this year is, you know, another thing. And neither one of them are necessarily all that impressive in terms of the personnel that was out there. But it was still a stellar effort. And P.J. Walker... Going out for 22 or 2967 yards, one interception. His passer rating was 74.9, QBR of 66.8. Nothing to really write home about, but he was solid. He did everything that you asked. And based off of expectations of what we want to see out of PJ Walker when he plays, that's what you want to see. The one hangup of PJ Walker is, though, that he turns the football over. And we saw that last year with the two red zone interceptions against the Lions and in week 17 against the Saints. When we saw that again this year against the Giants in relief of Sam Darnold. And then even when he came in late in that Falcons game, that he puts the ball in danger. And he did it once and he got away with it. Wasn't an interception. Looked like it potentially was, but that got called back. Panthers get a field goal in that possession. Then the next possession gets intercepted when he's facing a little bit of pressure. Christian McCaffrey stepped up. Kind of stopped the pass rusher for a second, but P.J. Walker still was facing the pressure, had to kind of evade and move the pocket. A little off-platform, throws an interception. Not a great throw. So we know that he's going to give you one every single week, basically, when you talk about the opponent and him turning the football over. But outside of that, 
He was excellent. And I say excellent in terms of what P.J. Walker is capable of. He is not a high-level starting – he's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's not even a high-level backup quarterback. But what he went out there and did today is exactly what you were hoping that you could go out, he could go out there and do in this game. Like, if the Panthers could get a win with P.J. Walker, get the 5-5, five and five, what they have remaining in the next couple weeks before getting to that final four-game schedule against Tampa twice and against New Orleans on the road and at Buffalo, you would feel great about this team. And so I give him a ton of credit for what he did today in helping this Panthers team win. And I also have to give a ton of credit to Christian McCaffrey. Like the dude almost had more yards by himself than the Arizona Cardinals. And if it weren't for the final possession, if the Panthers would have been able to get a first down and just kneel the game out, Christian McCaffrey would have had more yardage total than the Arizona Cardinals. Going into that final drive where the Cardinals got nine yards, McCaffrey had 161 yards to the Cardinals, 159 yards. That's how good of a defensive performance it was. And Chris McCaffrey, who had 13 carries, 95 yards, 7.3 yards per carry, then also had 10 receptions for 66 yards. And I think that's only the second time the Panthers have actually won a game where McCaffrey's had that many receptions. Typically, when Chris McCaffrey has to receive that much out of the backfield, the Carolina Panthers aren't successful. That was not the case today as CMC was awesome. I don't understand, though, why he was out there late in the game. I, I I hear on the broadcast, Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, who, by the way, I think Jonathan Vilma did a fantastic job. I get it. He's a saint. You probably don't like him back when he was a player, but he's a really good broadcaster. And I've always loved Kenny Albert and the job that he's done calling the NFL. And he's also done a great job calling the National Hockey League as well. And a nice guy. But either way, I don't understand how Chris McCaffrey found his way out there on the field. I had tweeted out, get CMC off there, tell him to go change in the locker room, come back out. I don't care. Don't give him any thoughts of him going back out in the game. And he ran out there, and I guess Matt Rule realized it and dragged him back out, and they also put him out there another play for some sort of uh, diversion of Cam Newton out on the field. Don't do that. There's no reason to risk it. 23 touches today, which I think is a sweet spot for a lot of fans. And Chuba Hubbard had the one long run of 16 yards, but outside of that, and didn't really do anything. Nine carries, 27 yards. Amir Abdullah, nine carries of 24 yards. And you like that. You got 37 carries on a day, and 13 of them go to Christian McCaffrey. Now, for me personally, as I mentioned, I probably want to see, you know, 20 of those carries go to Christian McCaffrey. But it wasn't really necessary just based off how the game played out. Christian was fantastic, and he looked like Christian of old. And if he can maintain... Um, his health and continue to play well. And I, I know he kind of looked like he had a thigh issue. They were massaging the back of his leg. I'm not quite sure what was going on there, whether it was a thigh because it looked like he got hit out of the helmet to the thigh or it was his hamstring. I don't know. But Christian McCaffrey came out, looked fantastic today. Just don't have him out there when the game is already over. Like that, The Panthers have done that multiple times now. I don't understand that. Stop doing that. Um, another positive from the game, Hassan Reddick, who I mentioned earlier, one and a half sacks. He's now up to 10 on the season. Uh, Brian, uh, Panthers Brian out there, the stack guy, uh, he put out there uh, that today's marks the fifth game this season. Hassan Reddick has had at least a, half, a sack and a half that ties a franchise record held by Kevin Green and Charles Johnson. And Charles Johnson, the all-time sack leader here in Carolina. And, of course, Kevin Green is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, one of the greatest to ever do it in a National Football League and a Panther, I guess, legend, even though he didn't really spend that much time here in Carolina, but still a fantastic player in the early parts of the organization being here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Just awesome to see what we've seen from Hassan Reddick. We'll have a bigger conversation throughout maybe the week and certainly in the offseason about what the Carolina Panthers are going to have to do there. Like, absolutely, he needs to be priority for the Panthers as they head into free agency in terms of they need to give him whatever he wants because that's 22 and a half sacks now through a year and a half.
for Hassan Reddick in the National Football League last year. 12 and a half for the Cardinals, now 10 sacks this year for the Carolina Panthers. He's been everything and more of what you would have wanted. And Brian Burns, sorry, buddy, you're going to lose that sack battle unless you just go nuts in the second half of the year. And I still think Burns can get to 10 sacks on the season. But Hassan Reddick absolutely looks like he's going to be a pro bowler. Shaq Thompson looked like he's going to be a pro bowler. I don't know the kicking situation in the NFC right now, but... Zane Gonzalez looks like he's on his way to being a pro bowler as well, just based off what we've seen from him since he's come here to Charlotte. Oh, man, what a day. What a, it's it's a rare occurrence, it feels like, where we're sitting here in, in, in across the world, wherever you're at, in Carolinas, whether you're in England, Scotland, Australia, I don't know, wherever you live, wherever you listen to this show, it's rare that we have an opportunity, like we did Sunday afternoon, to basically kick our feet up, crack open a cold one, pour a glass of wine, whatever your your poison of choice is, and to sit back with a big old grin and have no concern in the world that the Carolina Panthers aren't going to win that game. Oh, we got to the fourth quarter. Like last week, fourth quarter, I basically stopped watching because the game was over in favor of the Patriots. Pretty much the same thing today. I'm not even paying attention because the Panthers are playing so well, and it's just like, am I in heaven? It was cathartic. That's what today was, to have Cam back, to see the energy surrounding this team. I know I've said energy a million times, but like, seriously, guys, holy crap, the Carolina Panthers are 5-5. Five and five. It's a brand new season, and we got to get into it. Looking ahead, I don't think this team's just playing for the seventh seed. Like, the sixth seed certainly seems in reach, and I don't know, Tampa Bay lost. Is the division up for grabs? I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, but just... Asking you a question. Am I allowed to do that? Yes? No? I don't know. I'm going to do it anyway. All right, guys. Going to get one more quick uh, break here, and then I'll be back here on Locked on Panthers. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and if you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouthwatering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bet Online is back and better than ever with a new interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From the NBA, college basketball, college football, the NFL, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, as I said, it's a brand new season here in Carolina as the Panthers move to five and five and have. 
a realistic shot at the, at the playoffs. And it's just so funny. What it was a week ago I said? It, playoffs are over. It's not going to happen. This team's dead. Yada, yada, yada. And here we are a week later. And I'm saying the complete opposite. Sam Darnold went on IR. And according to Adam Schefter, the Panthers are acting as if he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Whether that's true due to his injury or whether they're just going to move on with Cam Newton as a starting quarterback and with P.J. Walker and Matt Barkley. Three guys that all obviously won a former MVP, one who is a XFL legend and has looked solid today and is a capable backup, even though I don't see him as being a high-level backup. And then a third quarterback, Matt Barkley, who started six games in the NFL and has been around and has a relationship with Dan Morgan dating back to Buffalo, which is a big part of why he's here in Carolina. Now, Panthers quarterback room, they seem to be set. They're solid moving forward. So Sam Darnold, we'll talk about him and his future here in Carolina throughout the, the rest of the weeks to come. But Adam Schefter reporting that the Carolina Panthers are basically moving with on without Sam Darnold, thinking that he is not going to be back for the rest of the season. And it's going to be the Cam Newton show. And Matt Rule, not committed to it just yet. Not committed to saying that Cam Newton's going to be the starter. He wants to sit there and enjoy the win. I can understand that. Hey, it's been rough. And they lost last week. They had lost... Uh, they won the week prior against the Falcons, but they had lost four games in a row. So I get it. He wants to just enjoy what his team was able to do. And apparently they were blasting music in the Carolina Panthers locker room, which is a totally different vibe than what we've had. And I, I don't think you have to be a rah-rah kind of guy to be a leader. I just don't believe that there's different leadership styles. And I know in sports, maybe you think you got to have someone who's got to be a big time motivator and you certainly at the quarterback position it is nice to have someone who's fiery that's what Tom Brady is that's what Peyton Manning was that's what a lot of great players have been but I really think though if your play speaks for itself you don't have to say anything but for guys like Cam Newton like his play speaks for himself and he says everything and it's just so great to have that back in this locker room and you know for Matt Rule He's not going to have any choice, and we already know what's going to happen. P.J. Walker, he's gone up there, and he's said as much. He's happy he has the opportunity. He understands the business of the game and of football and what's going to happen. He knew what it was. He got that this is his opportunity to go out there and play, go out, help the team win, which he did today, and then hand the keys over to Cam. It's not his franchise in the first place. P.J. Walker, he signed here with the hopes of playing with Cam Newton, never got the opportunity. And he's happy that he has an opportunity. Now that Cam's back, he knows that his role is to be the backup. And what role might the Panthers have for P.J. Walker moving forward? I don't know. Do you really want to see P.J. Walker out there? Mm -mm. Not, and that's not me saying I don't have confidence in P.J. because I certainly have a lot more confidence in him today than I had going into the game. So I give him a ton of credit for how he played. And I listened to the Panthers radio network earlier today and Jordan Gross, who was on the call today with Mick Mixon down in Arizona was actually saying how he doesn't see how they go back to how they don't stick with PJ for another week. It's like, okay, Jordan, I, I hear you. And you're like, Oh, and it's just, it's the thing where teams always do this because you got a quarterback in there. You're like, all right, well, Hey, we're winning games with this quarterback. We can't move off of him, which is just so funny. Cause I go back to 2019 when Cam was injured and there's a thought that he might be able to come back and everyone's like, Oh, you got to play Kyle Allen. If they're winning, you can't pull out Kyle Allen. But meantime, meanwhile, down in New Orleans, when Drew Brees was out, no one was saying the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater. Put in the best guy. Put in the guy who's going to help your team win. And Cam Newton's making more money guaranteed this year than Sam Darnold was making to be the starting quarterback. So we already know what it is. All Matt Rule had to go out there and say was that Cam Newton is here. We were going to try and get Cam up to, up to speed still. And if Cam is up to speed and has a better understanding of the offense, then he's going to have an opportunity to start Sunday against Washington. 
We'll evaluate it throughout the rest of the week. Instead, he was just trying not to answer the question at all. And he pretty much kind of said that. But that's all he had to go out there and say. He, he always like, I don't want to speak in hypotheticals or whatever, man. You know what? It's not a hypothetical, Matt. You're going to play Cam Newton. No one's going to that game t- next Sunday to watch P.J. Walker be the starting quarterback. I'm not sure whether it's offensive or defensive introductions next week at Bank of America Stadium. I hope it's offensive uh, um, introductions. But it, nobody's trying to hear quarterback number 11 from Temple, P.J. Walker. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. Everyone wants to see Cam Newton number one. From Auburn, Cam Newton. That's what people want to hear and see on Sunday afternoon at Bank of America Stadium. So you can try and not answer the question at all, but it's, this is Cam Newton's team. It always was. And to see like him coming back in here today and everything, it just proved even more like this is this is his franchise. He didn't he didn't build the franchise. He, he didn't start it, but he's certainly made him relevant. And he's given everyone hope. That they can save and salvage the season. And it started today against a very good Cardinals team that, yes, was down some key players. But a Cardinals team that was never going to win this game just based off of how the Panthers played in all three facets of the game. Now, moving forward, I was chalking this up as, as a loss. And I was saying, hey, you get to seven and six in your final four weeks, you're, you're probably fine. And going back to the beginning of the season when looking at the schedule in totality where I chose them to go eight and nine and just miss out on the playoffs – I looked at it as you need to be at least seven and six, eight and five would be ideal heading into the final four weeks against Tampa twice at Buffalo and at New Orleans. Now looking at it being five and five with Washington at home next week. And I understand that Washington was able to get the win at home today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Bucs are a very good team and they have the stranglehold currently on the NFC South, even though that lead might be dwindling here over the next couple of weeks and the Panthers still have two games with them. But either way, Washington, hate to see Chase Young likely out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL that has not been confirmed as this recording on Sunday evening, but that is the fear there in Washington that he'll be done. The, the Washington football team has not been as good as they expected. They were expected to have Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. He hurt his hip week one. He now apparently is going to be done for the season. That's the expectation. So two of your key guys. And Chase Young and Ryan Fitzpatrick both not going to be around for the rest of the year. And really, they didn't even have Fitzpatrick this entire season. It's in the Taylor Heineke show up in Washington. And he's been fine at points, but he's also, he's not a starting quarterback. And Heineke is a guy who can definitely get got by this defense. We've seen we've seen what they've done to rookie quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks so far this season. So expect that to happen again on Sunday when Ron Rivera makes his return back to Charlotte. And after that, on the road against the Miami Dolphins, who have been bad this year. I know they got the win uh, against the Ravens on Thursday night, where it was the weird situation where Jacoby Brissett was starting and because Tua wasn't healthy enough, but then Brissett gets hurt and then Tua comes in and then Tua stays in. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but that should be a W. Then the Falcons after the bye week. Eight and five is absolutely on the table. It seems very realistic when they're going to the final four weeks that they should be eight and five. If he gets eight wins in this NFC, there's no reason why this team shouldn't be in the playoffs. Like eight might just be enough. Now you have you don't have the tiebreaker against the Vikings. The Vikings, I believe, got the win today against the Chargers on the road. They did. So Minnesota sitting there at four and five. They are a half game behind you, but they do have the tiebreaker and looking at it. Um, as I'm just pulling it up right now, Green Bay, as we talked about, they're going to the playoffs. They're eight and two. Arizona eight and two. They're going to the playoffs. Dallas is going to win their division. They're seven and two. They're going to go to the playoffs. Tampa Bay six and three. 
They are only a game and a half above the Carolina Panthers right now. And those two teams will play twice. The Rams, whether they win their division or not, they're seven and two. They'll be in the playoffs. After that, the six seed, seven seed, they are up for grabs. New Orleans sits at the six seed right now at five and four. Carolina's five and five behind him. Minnesota at four and five. Atlanta at four and five, who the Panthers have already beaten. Philadelphia, who they lost to at four and six. San Francisco at three and five. Washington at three and six. And I mean, I don't know. The Giants, the Seahawks, I think, are still players in this. Russell Wilson came back, had to go on the road to play Green Bay, and it was snowing. So, not the greatest situation and environment for him to come back in. But the Seahawks have a chance uh, here in the second half of the season to get things figured out with Russ back there. But either way, like the Panthers aren't fighting for the seventh seed, in my opinion. They're playing for the sixth seed. And that would be currently a trip to Dallas against a team who they played well in the first half and then things got went sideways quickly when Sam Darnold threw two, two, two interceptions and basically threw that game away. And the defense also wasn't able to get the kind of stops and they got ran all over that day against Dallas. But that's a game that, I don't know, I feel pretty good about that. Hell, if they're in the seventh seed right now, they play Arizona. And I feel pretty good about them playing the Cardinals again on the road with or without Kyler Murray. Of course, Kyler Murray probably will be around in the playoffs in if the Cardinals are going to be the two seed because that means they would have won the division and beaten out the Rams. Moving forward, though, like, Nine wins at the very least I'm looking at for the Carolina Panthers. Like, I don't think that they're going to get shut out in those final four games of Cam Newton back. Get, most likely, if you're going to win a game, it's probably going to be either at home against Tampa or at New Orleans. And, you know, they could win at Tampa. They could, of course, win at Buffalo. But the way I'm looking at it is those are probably the most likely losses left on the schedule. And there, it's no shame in losing on the road against the Buffalo Bills, on a, which is going to be a, a huge game now, especially with Cam Newton back. And in prime time, likely on that Saturday evening. And then against Tampa on the road, there's no shame in losing to either one of those two teams who came in with Super Bowl expectations. And the Panthers' expectation absolutely should be playoffs. It would be a major disappointment at this point in time if the Carolina Panthers are not able to be a playoff team after bringing in Cam Newton and what this defense has done. Like There is real belief back in that building. And you cannot tell me that the absence of one number 14 did not play a major role in how everyone played and performed on Sunday afternoon against the Cardinals. You just can't tell me that. And I, I hate to really to, to beat the guy while he's down, but man, it was there was a noticeable difference with number one out there opposed to having number 14 out on the sideline. And because of that, the Carolina Panthers look like a team that absolutely should be in the playoffs. And who knows, maybe there could be even more on the table for the Carolina Panthers. We'll get into more of that this week as the Panthers are now 5-5 five and five Monday. Matt Rule will speak to the media, so I'll have my reactions to that on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, probably going to try and get another guest on here to talk with the Carolina Panthers as they head into the Sunday afternoon matchup against Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. Crossover Thursday, then on Friday, the weekly Friday mailbag. Make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, where you can either at me or you can DM me at Julian Council with your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Make sure to please rate, review, and subscribe to the show here on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. Thanks again for listening. The Carolina Panthers, baby. They are back. Cam Newton is back. I will talk to y'all on Tuesday. Keep pounding.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.